is the chop up, this is the chop up, this is the chop up, and no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest, allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G, and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gon' keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically, cause on the mic, on the phone, we gon' have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media. And you can chop up any day, cause you can stream us in any place. And then I say I was KMG the coolest. Had to reel you in if you never knew us. Straight from Dallas, Texas, making OG maneuvers. And this is a recording where no one can do it live. Yo, welcome. This is the Chop Up. I'm your boy, the political plug, Damo, and I am here with Toya G. What's going down, everybody? Of course, I got my man G Lee. What it do? What's happening in? Shout out to the boy Cam, and we are here back with another episode. How y'all feeling? I'm good. Uh, I, I won't be back at my job until November 27, 2000. 18, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. So <laughs> I personally yeah. uh, am doing well in that regard. Right, um, right, right. It's begun. It is here. That Thanksgiving and, break. Man, I'm, I'm about to, I got so many things I'm about to try to accomplish and do. Really, I'm going to handle some business, but I'm also going to relax, like big relax, like relax, relax, like relax, relax, okay. like nigga, relax, relax. Okay. Like, so. And not do shit for whole days. I mean, just relax. Yeah, just like, yeah. come, just go to sleep. Like, middle like, of the day, one uh, o'clock, sleep two hours. Time. Yeah, just enjoy non-productivity, huh? <laughs> 2, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., wake up, watch something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go to the gym. Yeah. Just cuz. <laughs> yeah, right. Just cuz. Right, right, right. And then come on back up in this thing and do it all over again. And so it's real in the field. Uh, I'm feeling good, feeling great. It's beautiful. George. Yeah, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right too. You know, looking forward to getting my travels on tomorrow, headed to a debate tournament. You know what I'm saying? Helping the team. Where will you be headed? Where will you be headed this weekend with the university? I'll be headed to the University of Wake Forest in Winston Salem, North Carolina, the home of the Tabacky Wacky. Go Deeks. Hold on, hold on. Does somebody here have a relationship with Wake Forest University? No, I do have a master's in uh, communication arts with an emphasis in rhetoric. Oh, okay. uh, you know, I produced a thesis. Don't go Google it. It's not as great as it is. Oh, that's why you be articulating like that, huh? Maybe, maybe yeah. so. Maybe yeah. so. Um, you know, not that, you know, the education is the best and most important thing, but it was at least in this particular instance a thing for me. So we get went ahead and got that degree. Uh, the secrets is, I, I'm not even going to get into no secrets, y'all. Sure. Inbox not me. Sure. Inbox me. <laughs> the, the, the chop up email at gmail.com. At gmail. Y'all want to know how to finagle that thing. But we are here, you know. Go yeah. deep. Go deep. So the thing about it is, my birthday was yesterday. And right. the Wake Forest debate tournament was always... Oh, Always on my birthday. Like, I was my first two years in college. Like I was at a debate tournament on my birthday. So you know, well, it's have, cool. you, have you got to talk to the people about how you spent that thing this year? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I, I first have to preface it with this: I'm a Laker fan. LeBron James Boom. is cool. <laughs> LeBron James is cool. I'm glad. You know, what I'm saying we have. A, a, a player as decorated, as talented as he is. But I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan. Never was. Uh, but I, we have him, and I'm and I'm thankful. I'm great. Yeah, see how you didn't say never will be. He never, he never really got to the never will be part. He paused and looked at me, and he shuddered in that moment because, I mean, 
The boys be bandwagging and wavering. No, 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 because we gotta no. jump into the business. So finish telling us the story okay. about your birthday. All right, all right, all right. Bring it home. I'm gonna say you can't bandwagon for your team. Sure. Okay. Sure. Anyway, last night I got to see the Lakers versus the Trailblazers. Uh, I got to see LeBron James surpass Wilt Chamberlain uh, to be fifth all-time scoring, uh, all-time scorer in the NBA. Sure. Wearing that purple and gold, the the jerseys were atrocious. That's what I thought she was. was like, the jer- it was these purple and black pinstripe. I I hate them, mm-hmm. and they're the they're the city jerseys. That's terrible. Yeah, I, they, I, I didn't like them. Yeah, uh, but it was it was a dope experience. I had some really good seats. Shout out to the shout out to the wifey. You know what I'm saying? She she and she has your boy name uh, up there in the marquee for the happy yeah, birthday. Yes. You feel me? So. You know, it was it was smooth. Yeah. It was smooth. But yeah. uh, shout out to the Lake Show, Showtime. We back. Yeah, sure. Maybe uh, go, go Celts, go Green. Yeah, stop. We got. Are we gonna have that conversation. Sure. We gonna we gonna we, we gonna have that conversation. Uh, and my thunder, they, they, they coming soon. Maybe not this year, but they coming soon. Hey, real quick, I gotta say this before we jump into it. I know it's gonna turn into a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but Carmelo Anthony just got dismissed from this team today. Ten games in, mm. it's official. It's done. He is no longer a uh, Houston, Houston Rocket. Yeah. And so, peace be with you, Carmelo. Uh, Shout out, man. Carmelo Anthony, the goat. Hey, that's why. Hey, that's why. Uh, uh, it's Mike D'Antoni. Mm. Ain't never gonna have a ring. He knew he was gonna do that to Melo. You feel me? We ain't gonna get into that. Hey, Stack Five said, I ain't, I ain't gonna rant, I ain't gonna rant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Steven Jackson said it straight up. Melo is being blackballed. You feel me? He being pushed out of the league because they don't like him for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I'm willing to But I'm willing to do that. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, and, and, and two, Melo is the GOAT, the scapegoat that is. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say on that. Glad you was able to get that in there, George. Uh, Lord have mercy. But let's get it packed in with that politics chop. Right. Chop. So we got uh, Florida, Georgia, still dealing with uh, uh, recount issues with not all the ballots being counted. And uh, one thing that both Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum are speaking heavily about is making sure all the ballots get counted. Now, why they doing that? We already seeing evidence of people straight up being denied mm-hmm. the ability to vote, their registration being dismissed and skipped over and ignored, you know, for uh, for various quote unquote administrative reasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the election's over. The, the voters happen and uh we see again voter suppression has played a huge role in uh the ability for most people but black people in particular to be able to vote. Now, given the conversation about uh, how important it is for uh, people to participate in the electoral process, how do we cope with, how do we deal with, how do we address with uh, how effective <coughs> voter suppression has been? Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I think, first of all, to deny that voter suppression is a thing, which is the favorite tactic and technique for a whole lot of these uh, politicians and even a lot of the pundits that talk about it, like, is necessary because this is historical. One of the things that I remember in particular, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of my relationship with voter suppression, happened when I was in grad school. So this would have been 2014, I think, right before I graduated. I wrote a paper because of the irony of... Uh, 
the legalization of gay marriage in the same set of Supreme Court decisions that uh, repealed the Voter Rights Act, right? So, like, it was a weird position for particularly black queer people because how is it that with one hand the state has gerrymandered towards you and brought you into the fold and uh, affirmed your citizenship, your your humanity, right, and said that you have these rights that are kind of inalienable that you deserve intrinsically because you are a person who can choose who you want to marry, but at the same time, with the same hand, cut off and restrict the ability for you to express yourself and articulate yourself in other means and other terms in the context of casting a ballot. Particularly true in southern states like North Carolina. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here just really like, sheesh. Like, I mean, of course it puts a lot of people on a crossroad, but this is not... My whole paper was about why this is a day of conflicted celebration for those individuals because as much as you want to depend on and have trust in political systems and regimes that are representing your interests, like, damn. So I vote for... I get to go get married... Right, but I can't go, like, vote for the sheriff. Or, right. like, I can't, I don't have the paperwork to, like, vote for my next senator or my representative or the mayor or, like, whatever. And that becomes a precarious position, a real awkward and, and stupid position to be in, largely because of the relationship that this country has to rights in general, but to voter uh, suppression in particular. And we continue to see those types of deeply entrenched, weird laws and issues still kind of resonate today. So, so, so what do you... So, But you do still feel like people should participate, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. I do. I do. Right. I just, I am now very confident because there are people who are, who are outraged and upset about what has happened and those same people are like, y'all, want, y'all made all this fuss about doing this, that, and the other and voting and now look at everything, right? Things are undecided. They're about to get away with another one. You got, you know, it not materializing and shaking out to be the leaders we need or need it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these other races, even though we got a lot of them, we didn't get enough to flip the, the House. So, like, I mean, there's, I mean, no, 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 flip we, the Senate. We flipped the House, yeah. Flip the Senate. Yeah. And so there's a lot of skepticism, you know, behind, you know, participating in the first place. And I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I know, I know recently, I know, what's that, Damo? No, I was going to say, you, you in particular, like, I know you just cast your first ballot. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So in terms of uh, in, in terms of like, I mean, what you seeing now? Like, how you feel about like your past perspective? Uh, man, I'm trying to I feel like I want to be careful with with, with how I, how I, I guess indict my, my my past perspective because I don't want to feel like I'm just chastising niggas saying that you got to be you know what I'm saying politically uh, participating in terms of voting because there's many ways to you know participate within politics you know what I'm saying outside of voting you know like I feel like like community involvement or community grassroots movements things like that or whatever but I do I'm, I'm not gonna lie though I'm being real keeping it one thousand I do feel in some instances, uh, a little bit, you know what I'm saying, uh, like, 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 like pitiful or, you know what I'm saying, embarrassed about how, uh, shit, dogmatic I was or really just how double down I was on different weight reasons of why I wasn't gonna vote, you know what I'm saying? Especially with me being older and dealing with like my debaters and I just, you know what I'm saying, be seeing my young self in them with the arguments they making, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it just, it just, it just it's, a, it's a lot of things on everyday life to deal with, the, you know what I'm saying, to deal with people that are voted in to positions to have power to deal with, 
not only jail, but funds when it comes to education, uh, being able to eat, you know what I'm saying? Being able to drive down streets, being able to be on social media and say what you want to say without being censored. Or it's, like, it's a whole bunch of stuff. So it'd be funny just how circular it is. So people using things that you tools that's like basically manifested through voting one way or another, but still being like voting is bad or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Whatever you do, shit, I hope you do it good. And you, you know what I'm saying? You, you being critical about what you're doing. But I think in terms of this voting registration, voting suppression, I think it's funny when we talk about just like one like 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 uh, one specific way that voter suppression happens in terms of photo photo id laws and man that old cheeto trump man that old cheeto color trump tripping lately man he said this man this man's so out of touch with reality you feel me got so much bread that he literally tried to justify it there being no racial implications behind republicans asking photo ids by saying that when you go buy a box of cereal you got to have a voter ID. So just because somebody asked about a voter ID, they, they don't make you racist because you got to have one to buy some cereal. And it was like, man, you wild and dog. It's a big stretch for I mean, you to... I, mean, you just, I, you, I think you're just stupid. But, like, yeah, and, 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 but a part of your, like, when you think about it, though, a part of that past self, a part of that rebellious self gets validated. It's, like, vindicated. Because, like, when we look at it, it's like, yeah, you tell, like, and again, like, all right, older me, you telling me to vote, but look, like these niggas, they ain't even letting them. You know what I'm saying? Like they hiding ballots, I they mean, the, giving the, them faulty machines. The flip they side of it, if you really are kind of invested in realizing how you gotta tip the scales, that knowing that some niggas not gonna make it. So to fill in for the niggas that don't make it, you can't be the person that kind of sits on your hands and does nothing. You know what I'm saying? This is all the more reason to get all your niggas together. You know what I'm saying? To like yeah. really kind of make sure everybody gets in there. If you jam the system, then all right, y'all turn these ballots away, but there are still people that showed up. One of the numbers that have, a set of numbers that have been downplayed or not really, I don't think, um, just maybe not crunched, maybe not discussed as a center part in a centerpiece of the narratives of these elections are how many you know, people were not participating. How many people did not go and vote? How many people they speculate didn't participate regardless of all the hype from midterms and stuff like that? So those become questions that have to be resolved and answered or at least grapple with too to understand kind of the shifts and the changes that can happen when you get people participating in something like this. Because, like, that's the difference is, like, voter turnout. Like, when you got old-ass, mean-ass, privileged-ass, rich-ass, like, ridiculously dismissive, out-of-touch, uh, ignorant people who are showing up in droves and don't seem to have these same barriers for the obvious reasons and the ones that are kind of explic- explicable about where they live and their ability to get to these certain places or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, they outnumber. Like, literally yeah. outnumber. White people are still the majority in this country. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really what I've been. That's really what I've been grappling with too. You feel me? Because I think that I had kind of juiced myself up a little bit because I was like feeling like you know what I'm saying. I was taking up this 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 political response or, or this this I feel like this American responsibility of being old enough to vote, so going to vote, and then like like pretty much that. The outcome, the outcome, and then not only the outcome, but how people characterize the outcome based off of whatever. So when it's coming to like voter turnout, it's like shit. I recognize that in Florida, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, like they seen like like these states seen anywhere from a hundred percent to five hundred percent increase in voter turnout amongst millennials. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, shit, on one notion, it's like, hey, man, people people that say, you know what I'm saying, our generation, we went out, we went out and we voted. See, I went out and voted for the first time. You know what I'm saying? So they show you I'm implicated up in there, but I'm seeing how it's like, man, I'm still like, I, I, I'm in Oklahoma. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? So being in Oklahoma is like, man, I, the the people that have my interests and my, and, and my views and wants politically, we in the minority in terms of numbers. So going with what you're saying, Toya, it's like, man, shit, I don't, I, I don't even, I'd be curious to see the percentage makeup of black of, of black people in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So we can see what, when we really, really come down to it. And then, and then really know how Oklahoma is, you can't even say them black people would be Democrat. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you never know. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is the thing, though. Because voters, like what's going on in, in Georgia and what's going on in Florida needs to be a bigger narrative. But there was like a blue wave that Democrats can say took place with how much they took over the house. Because they, they they really took over the house. And they were Yeah, they really took over the house. They really took over the house. But I feel like something that I like 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 in terms of like voter suppression when I went to cause you know in Norman, Norman Norman Norman, Oklahoma predominantly white. You know what I'm saying? So me and my wife went to go vote in Norman, you feel me, we have no issues. And truth be told, we don't even have no tech. We don't even have no Oklahoma, uh, you know what I'm saying, license, ID. You know what I'm saying? I, Oklahoma, I license still in Texas, you feel me? So we just had our voter registration to our address in Oklahoma, and that's all we needed. That was cool. You know what I mean? So me me and my wife was definitely conscious, though, of how easy it was because we I feel like because we feel like this it definitely influenced being a predominantly white, you know what I'm saying, spot. Well, when I go to my local, I'm from Bryan, I'm from Bryan, Texas, you feel me? So when I go to the kbtx.com and look at their local, things is like I'm seeing that they've already decided to close down I think like five or six uh, 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 polling polling locations in, in, in my hometown and they just happen to be on the black side of town you know what I'm saying so I'm seeing the difference Close, nah, close down forever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I, I read the article in, 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 in the city council in Brian. It's like, we, we feel like we give people plenty of time and we already have plenty of election, uh, election locations for people to go cast their ballot. Like, we ain't, like, like, we don't want to, like, basically, we don't want to hear none of that racism talk. <laughs> we don't want to hear none of that other bullshit. We give y'all plenty of time. You give y'all plenty of places. Y'all don't need these five. Or y'all don't need these. I can't remember exactly. I think it's five. I can't remember exactly. But look, but look, but it is, is, you know what I'm saying, close it down. I know Brian got more black people than Norman. You feel me? But, so, but, but this is where we gotta, but this is where we gotta be careful though. Because what I was saying about the house, what I was saying about Democrats taking over the house, is that technically it was a success for Democrats. You feel me? They didn't think they was gonna take over the Senate. It, that was like, you know, that was best case scenario. If we could win how we want to win. But them taking over the house, that was, you know, what I'm saying that was huge, right? But that can easily overshadow the the, the structural conversation that takes sure. place. You know what I'm saying? Sure. While we still have voter suppression happening the way that it did. When you have stories of people who who sent their mail-in ballots who were told, like, literally day of, you know what I'm saying, that they either couldn't get a provisional ballot, that they that their entire registration was rejected... Like that, yeah, uh, man. I seen I seen people cast early ballots, and they and they and, and, and I'm saying the the the, the staff on they on, on the mail said you sent it to the wrong address, and it was like, but this is a pre address return, like for me to send my ballot in, and they sent it back to them, like sorry. And it was like, what? I ain't even seen reports of 
Like, man, I've seen all type of reports. You and feel me? I've seen all type of, uh, I've, I've seen pictures of whole ballots, tape around them. They say provisional ballots that's like found in like a basement of an elementary school or, you know what I'm saying, uh, some like random spot at a church. Uh, like yeah. I mean, but this this is, and I'm gonna say thanks twofold, and I'm gonna toss about to Dominique to kind of to kind of wrap it a little bit. But this is in connection with George that you was talking about last week with this kind of illusion of inclusion and this representational politics. This is what becomes weird because, like, a pro- first of all, one of the primary things people can be tackling that it should be a bipartisan issue when they get into office, for example, is to be talking about how to make the voting process easier and more acceptable and more accessible, rather. Instead of just being like, whoo, I made it in. At least, you know, voter suppression didn't come at the expense of my campaign. Why not then take these experiences and be like, um, you know, now I have the ability to galvanize around this issue and really put some pressure based on my new position in my political capital with people across the aisle, if you will, to kind of fix yeah. what we see is a clear damn issue. The yeah. second thing I'll say, and this might already be a part of the, the system of running in politics, and I don't know, but you know, people get paid to run those election sites. People get paid, yeah. like regular average people get paid to do those yeah. jobs. So you're taking away jobs from the community, number one. But number two, I think it should be a fair expectation if it's not already that percentages of people's campaigns that run go to funding, like, election sites. Like, yeah. go to, like, a part of your campaign like funds. You should like, have to give up, like, 5% of them shits like to maintaining go. maintaining election infrastructure. Absolutely, yeah. right? To, for paying those wages for those people. Like, that can all go into a fund that is, again, Upgrading the run bipartisanly by a state. And if that's already the case, make it stronger. Increase yeah. the amount. Give more money. Get machines that are broken out of there and get other machines because I guess somebody Florida or somebody had machines in stores or something like that. Like, yeah. working ones that could have been they installed. Have, they didn't, or, or, or they weren't given the power cords like, for some of the machines. Why are these things yeah. not more closely regulated? We're power this cords. The, this is the bedrock they, they of the whole spots. This is the cornerstone of the democratic system that yeah. we exist in. It is the at the bare minimum voice that raggedy. you have. See, I start comparing states, you feel me? I start comparing states and comparing demographics, you know what I'm saying? So when I peep game that what happened in Oregon, of the whole state of Oregon, basically making it where either, I think this next upcoming election, where if you eligible to vote, you automatically register to vote. And only how you not register to vote if you opt out. That's the only how. You feel me? Now, I don't think it's coincidence that Oregon is like majority white, you know what I'm saying? But it's like shit. I'm, pe- I'm, I'm peeping game, you feel me? Or I'm seeing how in like Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? A state that's majority black is like, you feel me? And you know what I'm saying? I know I got some, I got some, some shit. My wife's middle name is spelled different on this paper than on, on this paper. So it's like they saying, if your name ain't spelled the same on this as on this, you can't vote. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just seeing just based off of the demographics, how, how the public gets to orient or be encouraged or not or, or be discouraged to vote either implicitly or explicitly. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of like the writings on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And, and I hate to, and I hate to pop, uh, burst bubbles, but look, Andrew Gillum is going to lose, right? Rarely does a recount result in a, uh, in, in a different result. Yes. Right? Yeah. It happens. But rarely. So Yeah, very rarely. You know what I'm saying? Unless we get a two thousand, huh? Like it is what it is. <laughs> Stacey Abrams, same thing, and her deficit is even bigger. Right? So it's like, you know, we, we have to take that out. But but we can't allow for, you know, this the success that we have with the house gloss over that. Right? We got like the, before we get to twenty twenty, the narrative of 
challenging voter suppression, taking over uh, uh, voting boards, and, and and getting some oversight for uh, for voting boards is key. And that's something that we got to focus on before it gets to the point where we're talking about casting ballots. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we're going to keep yeah. pushing on that. You feel me? Hey, this next joint, you know what I'm saying? I know y'all going to rock with it. It's my boy, Nate G. Uh, Dallas, Texas right now by way of Washington, D.C. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody in D.C. Straight up. Uh, the joint, All I Ever Knew, my boy, Nate G. This is The Chopper. <laughs> Told me paper chase, yeah Mama never left a will, but still I made a way If it ain't about the cake, I can't relate That's all I ever knew All I ever knew was to get money and get paid Stack my revenue, my papa told me paper chase, yeah Mama never left a will, but still I made a way If it ain't about the cake, I can't relate That's all I ever knew Vision all tunnel, yeah. smoking white boy with the funnel, with the funnel. Mine on the cake, thought I told you ain't got time for the cake And I ain't trying to cut Can you dig it, no shovel yeah. Bitches trying to ride like a shuttle yeah. Niggas want all in the huddle yeah. They just want a part of the hustle Man. We feasting pasta, steak, seafood We are strong with the muscles uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. One hit song and they love you But gee, I kill them so subtle so. Make it running back, no fumble Straight to the point like Russell Try fuck with me, my Struggle. These niggas ain't rapping, they flow so muffled Words so jumbled, got me so puzzled like, Fuck it, the weed get crumbled About to blow away my trouble Man, I stay blazing the gas lit Till the day I hit the casket I got a stunt just a tad bit Cause honestly, I never had shit I ain't complacent with past tests I barely like this hit as is You can't be happy with average That don't fly when you trying to be mad rich Since my mama passed, I been a sad bitch I be everywhere the cash is Tell my daughter she won't be no bastard Yeah, I told her her life gon' be laughing she can have it, yeah. whatever she want yeah. Watch me turn nothing to something yeah. And show you how I get this money yeah. Believe me, baby, your time is coming Yeah yeah, for real. All I ever knew was to get money and get paid. Stack my revenue, my papa told me paper chase. Yeah, mama never left a will, but still I made a way. If it ain't about the cake, I can't relate. That's all I ever knew. All I ever knew was to get money and get paid. Stack my revenue, my papa told me paper chase. Yeah, mama never left a will, but still I made a way. If it ain't about the cake, I can't relate. That's that's all I ever knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I ever knew. All I ever knew was to get money and get paid. That's all I ever knew. Stack my revenue, my papa told me paper check. That's all I ever knew. Mama never left a will, but still I made a way. That's all I ever knew. All I 
ever knew was to get money, to get money, money. All I ever knew was to get money and get paid. Stack my revenue, my papa told me paper chase. Yeah, mama never left a will, but still I made a way. If it ain't about the cake, I can't relate. That's all I ever knew. All I ever knew was to get money and get paid. Stack my revenue, my papa told me paper chase. Yeah, mama never left a will, but still I made a way. If it ain't about the cake, I can't relate. That's all I ever knew. But really though, that's all I ever knew. Was go out there and get it. One thing my mother always told me, and I hold it in my heart to this day. She told me she was like, son, ain't nobody never, never, ever, ever gonna do shit for you, shit for you, but you, but you. And I hold that shit and I hold that shit today. Same thing I'm gonna spill in my door. Let me know. Nate G. Nate so free. Yeah, right. Yeah. You gotta talk. Alright, that was my boy, Nate G. All I ever knew, you can definitely find that wherever you find your music, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, all that. It's your boy Nate, N-A-T-E, seventh letter G. Check my mans out. And George. Hey, y'all know what time it is, man. <laughs> Hashtag chopped up, not slopped up. Put Nate G, let us know. Leave it or keep it. Or you can give us the fire emoji or the little boo-boo emoji. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to do. Let us know. Hashtag chopped up, not slopped up. Nate G, leave it or keep it. Or boo-boo or fire. And if if somebody had their homeboy that they was trying to put on, where would they send their music to? Remember their homeboy or everybody involved in the situation and send their music (laughs) to the chop up email at gmail.com. The chop up email at gmail.com. Send over your MP3. Send over your Send it in. Send it in. You rapping. You vibing. We want to hear it. We want to play it. Only if it's hot. You know the rules. Hashtag uh, chopped up, not slopped up. You did. Hey, 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 and don't be sensitive too. I know y'all artists and some artists sensitive about their shit like Erica Badu. But let hey, let me tell you something. If my people, you know what I'm saying, listening, they feel like it's trash, they gonna let you know. You know what I'm saying? You can add them, whatever, because you're gonna be able to, but they're gonna let you know. You know what I'm saying? You can check that hashtag on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Hey Lee, go ahead and slide us in, bro. We got the we got the we got the conscious chop. You know? So uh, recently, we've had two, count them, two um, kind of police encounters with black people this past week. Uh, one of them being severe, ending in death for Jamel Robertson. And uh, the other one kind of just leaving to, uh, you know, somebody being kicked out of the classroom at the University of San Antonio. This uh, black woman, I'm pulling her name up now. But... Uh, for the uh, Jamel Robinson, what happened with Jamel Robinson was in, uh, in Illinois. This uh, black man who was a security security uh, security guard at this uh, bar. Uh, there was this uh, patron that came into the bar. I guess kind of drunk. They just got kicked out or a little inebriated. I don't know how much alcohol he had, but he I assumed that he got he got kicked out. But he came back into the bar uh, shooting with the gun, and the uh, black security guard Jamel was able to. 
subdue the uh you know the the culprit until the police got there and when the police got there they uh they shot the guy uh the the uh the uh the details to this story that's that's like uh newly developing is now that the uh, police report has come out and there were multiple witnesses at the scene they have contradicting stories in terms of what the guy had on and in terms of what exactly happened so, so the witnesses saying that the guy had a black hat that says security on it and a black shirt that says security on him. And the police is saying that they that he didn't have nothing. It was just uh, a guy with street clothes on that had a gun to another person's head. You know what I'm saying? The 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 uh, the uh, uh, witnesses heard, yeah, saying that when the police. On bulletproof vest on. That was the last I heard, which I was like, how? But, but it, these, <laughs> the, how observant? You feel me? How observant is this? Like you got on. I mean, the thing about it is, we 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 didn't all been out, right? Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever not seen security with clear indication that they are security? That they are security? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, they man. Want, they don't want you to yeah. know things. Any, they want you to know they're there. You were being seen. Don't try me. I'm big enough to handle the situation. Also, I'm trying to let you have a good time. I'm not here to head on you, but here's what you're not going to do. Like, that is generally the presence, of course, with clearly labeled and identified clothing. Ain't nobody having no undercover security covering their door, sliding through the club, trying to see what's good. That's just not how it happens. Even when people in the club walk around and go get cups, like, a lot of times security, their job is to go around and, like, because that's a security I issue. So they clear out cups and do whatever. And, <laughs> you know, as a result, we know who they are and what they're what they doing. Like, and, and, and this is exactly why. Now, I'm not completely anti-gun. Right? Like, I'm not completely anti-gun. But at the same time, like when pro-gun activists say, like, oh, if more people have guns, then everything, like, then, then it'll be safer for us. It's completely ridiculous. We see- hey, I think I, I think when people say that though, I think that they obviously not thinking about the relationship that black people have to guns or really just black people's presence. Because how I'm looking at this is, you know, what I'm saying just in terms of into for some reason the, the reason why I didn't have that uh, bl- uh, black woman's name from UTSA is because for some reason all the articles I'm reading is just saying a student, a student, a student. So you know, what I'm saying for the for my listeners, you feel me? I'm not shading the black woman and not knowing her name. You feel me? All my sources that I'm putting up. They they ain't giving it to me, you know what I'm saying? But uh, Don, I have to just put that in there, bro, because you know how I am yeah, when it comes I mean, to you know what I'm saying, yeah. the nah, things of that nature. It's, it's all good, but look, the the I, and and that's exactly my point though, George. It, the relationship that they have with black people, you feel me? Like the reason what back when the NRA uh, was in, at the time of the Black Panthers, they didn't want people to be able to walk outside with guns. Because the Black Panthers was utilizing the uh, their Second Amendment right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Their Second Amendment right in, too. I think that they was being conscious. And And, I feel like. And and, and so here we are again. We see he's the hero. Right. They did exactly what it was supposed to do. Like you had a person with a gun take down a person with a gun. But what happened when the police show up? I mean, so we, we've been talking a whole lot, especially in this world of what happens when the police show up and there's already a, a black person as an authority on the scene. Like, we've been also, in the same time, having these conversations between ourselves about the same side, two different sides of the same anti-black coin. And this is kind of what yeah. I was uh, getting at when I was talking to y'all earlier, is 
you know, we start to see demonstratively what happens when black people align themselves with regimes of power. Like, in the same ways that guns give criminals or people who are out to do wrong or whatever, you know, the same black people who are kind of in our community doing what they got to do to survive, right? That gives them this sense of power and that same sense of power in relationship to that type of weapon causes them to be killed. What's ironic is that we see the same type of anti-blackness that happens when either you are deputized with a position of power like a security guard and you are in a position to save people, you still are subjected to uh, anti-black violence. And also as black police officers who go out and target black people using the same guns, using the same system of policing or whatever, you still see anti-blackness happening. So I guess my larger statement, underlying thought or, you know, idea is just like, I mean, you don't win as black people in relationship to things that magnetize your ability to be targeted or your ability to target somebody. Like you don't win. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because if you flip it from, uh, from mm-hmm. no, I'm just saying that guns are involved in all of them. What was you saying? Though? I know. I mean, to to to, to change the discussion away from like the gun discussion necessarily, and just more about how just the like the multiple ways that anti-blackness kind of manifests themselves. This uh, University of Texas in San Antonio example ain't have to do nothing with no gun. It was literally a black black student. You know what I'm saying? A woman. You feel me? Having her legs or having her feet on the back of a chair and the professor feeling like that act was, you know what I'm saying, warranted calling the police and this black woman being, you know what I'm saying, taken out of the class by like three or four police officers. You know what I'm saying? The footage is all over the internet. You know what I mean? I've seen it. But the, the, the difference in the two situations though is the police needed to, I mean, quote unquote, needed to be called in the first situation. Right? Like it was... It was niggas out there shooting. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody got to show up and then wrangle them up. You feel me? The, the problem is more so, like, the response. It's kind of like when you see, like, young black uh, young black women getting slammed and manhandled by the police. Yeah. It's like, okay, I mean, and yeah, they ain't manhandled her, luckily, but, but I did get what you're saying. It's, it's like, it, like that, that level of aggression. You got that level of aggression to a child. Yeah. Right? You got that level of it's like kill instinct, you know what I'm saying? To a, and I always wonder, body. you know what I'm saying? Why the police are not trained to kill to disarm or kill to disable? But they but not, are. But, they are, but I mean, well, why don't they practice that version? The kill shot, like a lot they, of people. See, to see, see, Toy. I feel like and not the backtrack, not the backtrack at all. But when you were talking about how, like, this example, or well, actually, both of y'all talking about the example of how, like, more guns mean that people don't kill people, this, that, and the other. I was like, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, well, we know that even though this black man that was given this deputized position that had this gun got killed on sight, it's like, man, shit, we just had that mass shooting in California. The dude that did all the killing, he made it, he made it tell a story. He didn't get killed at the scene, and when he finally got caught, he didn't get, you know what I'm saying, he didn't get shot. Because it was a chance that he might have a gun, because he's already proven that he's violent and can be on edge and kill anybody at any moment. But the police don't use that excuse to justify killing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, an alleged, I use the alleged with quotes, cause it's like, man, we seen you, bro. It was you, you know what I'm saying? But shit, you know, alleged, you know, they don't, they don't never do that. But they always use that kind of hyper aggression to justify or rationalize kind of waging violence against black people or non, non police, you know what I'm saying? Start to, start to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, feel like, you know, this presence of this black person doing this or especially this black person, period. You know what I'm saying? Kind of justifies me calling the police. 
was really, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, about how y'all feel on this because I was reading this on social media today too, you know what I'm saying? How do y'all feel about when non-black people call the police on black people, it being seen as a hate crime? Do y'all feel like that's practical or do y'all feel like it's a good idea? Like, what's y'all idea on that? It's not practical. That, I'm, I'm that, right. that delegitimizes what a hate crime actually is. It's not practical at all. It doesn't It doesn't make sense. Um, I, mean, I don't think calling it a hate crime, which I don't think is a good idea either, um, is the right solution. However, I do think there should be material, penal, and um, like... Um, yeah, damages. Like, people should have to pay restitution, should have to pay something, should have to do something to, you know what I'm saying, reconcile the, sh- the shame, the embarrassment, the probably harassment that came along with making that phone call in the first place. So I don't think it should be a hate crime because I think as Dominique was kind of hitting that, hate crimes are a thing of their own and I think it kind of undermines and delegitimizes that. But yeah, nigga, you need to get a citation, a ticket, a time in court, uh, some counseling. You should have to waste your time the same way you wasted somebody else's time, both the police and the person whom you called the police on. Some like some type of restitution, I definitely agree. Some type of uh, uh, chastise, reprimand, whatever. Uh, but you know, and, and that's the problem. And that's this is a huge problem I have with liberals, is that. They, they, well, damn. <laughs> they, they take it to the extreme so far that it, it's like that, that, that boy that cried wolf scenario to where calling someone racist has lost its, its meaning. Calling someone sexist has lost its, 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 its meaning because it's, it's so easily and, a lot, and in a lot of ways and a lot of times cheaply deployed. That if we start using, if we start taking that same, uh, taking that same approach with something like a hate crime. See, I see, I see. There's something I, like I agree with both of y'all. Like, nah, I ain't feeling it. But it's just like mine. Mine is like I guess like just different because it's just like you you recognizing that the law and how the law is applied and how it's supposed to be applied is different when it comes to black people. So even though you acknowledge that your your solution is to make more laws, <laughs> like you you wilding, like you tripping, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't you obviously don't get this problem. Like the like the issue is that when we make the law, the law is not applied in practice for black people. You know what I'm saying? How it's supposed to be in, I'm saying supposed to be intended. So your solution is to make make it another law to make it when you do this with the law, you breaking the law even more. To me, it's like circular. It's just like you know you don't get the issue really that much if you're saying that we should just make. People calling like almost why it like even if we go, go, went from like I feel like the conservative argument or like the white people argument and why it's a bad it's a bad a bad idea it'd be like that has some good arguments so like I never be able to call the police on a black person because I have to fear about it if it wants and if I'm wrong. Mm. But it'd be the like, thing is, it's not even, it, I, I, what we got to pay attention to is it's not a question of the laws but how they execute it like who who uh, uh, applies it. Right and who and, and who decides how it gets applied? You feel me? Because it's like, for example, let's say we lived in a utopia where everybody was like gray. You feel me? The question of the law would be more of of the letter of it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what does it say here? How do you? It'd be the letter of it, man. Maybe relationships, whatever, and whatever other little distinction. But the idea is that it would always be um, applied by the letter. 
But when we apply, I don't, I don't, but, but I, 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 I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think only this high work, bro. You said what? I don't know if that's I don't know if that's really high. I don't like I don't, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish first though. But, but that but that's what I'm saying. Like it it don't work like that. And the reason why it don't work like that is because the way people like the for example, the way people of color, the way black people are perceived. You know what I'm saying? The way black men are perceived, the way black boys are perceived in court, the way black women are perceived in court, like the way they perceived by the police. So outside of like the job of actually policing. Mm-hmm. Outside of the job of actually applying the law, the way that they think the law should be applied has all these other biases and prejudices attached to that perception. So, I mean, it's like we talk about the uh, George Yancey and the white gaze, mm-hmm. you feel me? Because of that gaze, the, uh, the, law, is, uh, the law is applied in a particular manner. So, uh, so the, when, when, when people, when anybody start talking about legit, like start talking about, well, passing laws or we should do this with legislation... It's like, nah, it don't matter what law you pass at the end of the day, because it's not implicit, right? There's no law against black people. Right. There's no law against Mexicans. It's how those laws are, are it's how those laws are interpreted and how they policed. You feel me? And that's why it's so easy to call the police on niggas because all they take it, but you know that when police see niggas, they see threat. Nine times out of ten, they're gonna be on your side. But, I mean, that's, that's yeah. how they feel. That's what, that's what white people think. But to, but to me, I feel like that means that that's, to me, that says that's an issue with the law itself and not just the question of who's practicing the law, who's interpreting it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like even Toya hit on it with her example about the black police officers. You know what I'm saying? That we know in the black community, there is, you know what I'm saying, a perception that we tend to believe that black black police officers in many instances just be just as, you know what I'm saying, hard on nigga ass as a white police officer. And, it's, and in many other instances, even worse. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I think I think that the law itself has a particular relationship with black people that always allowed itself to be justified on, on its letter to be justified in terms of death. But how though? Like how in a world where I mean I, I understand what you're trying to say, but in a world where laws are not in uh, uh like not not necessarily him, but like blatantly racist, mm-hmm. where it's like it don't say black people can't or you know, if you look like this, you can. In a world where laws don't have the, those, like those type of uh, markers, you can't say it's the law itself. But it, it, like, like, but, but like, but like, to, to me, to me, to me, this is how it's the law itself. No, no, I've I, I, not seen in the media where a white a white guy gets murdered just because he's there's a, there's a perception of him having a gun. I get what you're saying. No, there is no law that says black people should not have a gun. However, when that law was applied, it's not applied to black people. So it's still, you know what I'm saying? To me, it's it's still something with the law itself. The key word in what you said is when that law is applied, which means that before it's applied, it's a, it's a law that can have that, and that's why it, Philando Castillo, like like the law was applied. Philando Castillo took it upon himself to go and do the registration to go able to be, you know, what I'm saying a licensed carrier. Even this dude, Jamel Robinson, you feel me? Jamel Robinson had license to carry a weapon. You know what I'm saying? And, so and he he he, he took he took it upon himself to apply the law. Where, but he, it, it didn't matter what problem? he did though. Where was the problem? The problem was. In the police. Him being black. You 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 I mean, read Jerry yeah, Sexton. Yeah. You know it's the precious of black people. This is called the conscious chop right here. You know what I'm saying? The conscious chop is about the, the precious of black people, not about the law, about black people. And, and, and 
and that, I agree, and that's fine. I feel you. When so I'm hold on, fine, so hold on, hold on. So if you though, agree, and that's fine. How can you say it's about how the laws apply? If, if, if I'm saying it's not about how the laws apply, it's about black people. The mere presence of black people yeah, justify the problem calling to the police. That's that's my that's bro. That's my entire point. Like you you you're making my point exactly. Like the 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 thing about it is black what? people are more police. For example, the idea that the idea that and that, that is because the law itself. We, we, we see that black people, even when we have a black police officer, when we have an Asian police officer, when we have a white police officer, they all believe that the letter of the law or they badge justifies them to policing black people more. Yeah, agree. I, I, I Across agree. the board. So let's, let's Whether we're talking about the South, the East, the West, suburbs, the hood, urban, rural. He's saying, he's saying that it's the law, it's the, law, the problem with the law itself. I'm saying yes. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying it's a very simple thing saying, too. I'm, I'm saying it's not the I. It's it's all about how the law is executed. It's all about how, and the reason why I say that, and the reason why. So I'm your saying, older self is saying that the Jerry Sexton cards you love reading so much is wrong. It's clear. This is. This, 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 I, I want to get this clear. I want to get this clear. You are saying that it's not about the mere presence of black people, but about how the law itself is applied to black that. people. I think no. that y'all are arguing two links of the same chain. Right, like there. Clear it up now, Toya, because I don't, I don't, I don't agree with Damo at all right now. this is because this is where he fucking up. This is where he fucking up. Where he fucking up is explain that me, one. He, when explain he to talks me. about when he talks about the present, the mere presence of black people and how the law reacts to black people. What are we saying? We're using words like react. When we're using like, words like apply. apply, we're talking about interpretation of exactly. That are the way on or taken off of those same people who are disproportionately targeted by the systems exactly. and kind of magnetized and exactly. based on their existence attract these anti-black systems. That's where I'm kind of like, I see. But I'm not unique in the who. I'm saying it's across the board. Across the board, whether 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 it's a whether it's a man that's a police officer, whether it's a black person that's a police officer, whether it's a police officer in California, whether it's a police officer in Texas, whether it's a police officer in Illinois, they do the same thing. Yeah. It, 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 not only that, it not only that, when the letter of the law is supposed to hold them accountable, what happens? What tends to happen? What happens? They're they, not, they're not indicted. Why they don't they go to jail. Accountable? Because of somebody's interpretation. Of exactly. <laughs> they protect themselves from the... There are laws that say police shouldn't do these things. But what happens? The laws are not interpreted. The laws are not applied to these. So I'm so so so, so I'm seeing the 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 the, 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 the law being applied in terms of being like a, like like irrelevant. Then basically, it's like it's, it's, at that point, if, if if the law is being applied, emphasizing applied the same way, no matter who it is, it's like that's the law. This this is my thing. What niggas need to what niggas need to do is niggas need to understand that. First, there's a theoretical law that exists, right? We need to understand that first, and then we can see how shit is being manipulated. It, it's like, I, I get it. The, the issue is that, and, the, and, this, and this is also why, shout out to the man, George Yancey, that's my dude, one of my favorite philosophers, you feel me? But when he talks about, so. hold on, hold on, when he talk about the white gaze, what does he say? It's, the, it's problem, or, or what makes it so dangerous is that it's subversive. It's ability to blend in, to be able to change shape and form, given you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 like what's happening, what's being, what's being applied, right? And so 
what we need to be vigilant of is the ability that the law, like the law itself, as it stands, the law itself can be applied to all because it's normalized. It's all about how it is then and how it is how it is then interpreted in different communities. We don't. It, 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 you don't get equal protection under law. It's it's not executed like if theoretically. If it was if, if equal protection under the law was executed, we wouldn't be having these problems. But because the people who are in control of making sure we have equal protection under the law don't do their job, because of that, that's why you know what I'm saying we have the complaints that you're saying. I got I got I got I got I got a quote that's not my quote. This is a quote from the witness in Illinois, Damo. This is this is not George. This is what this is what the, this is what the witness Adam Harris said in in Illinois. This is what they said, and this is my point. This is my argument. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all. You know what I'm saying? Saying what well, George, you saying react. George, you saying you know what I'm saying apply. This this is what I'm saying. This is what the, this is the quote. He said. He had somebody on the ground with his knee in his back, with his gun in his with his gun in his back, like "Don't move." Witness Adam told WGN TV. Everybody was screaming out, "Security!" He's a security guard, and they still did their job and saw a black man with the gun and basically killed him. Thank you, thank you. You're talking. He about was a security guard, and they did their the job. They job about- to kill black people. Yeah, but you're not talking about the law. The law didn't kill the black person. The cop did. It's my point. Oh, my God. Listen, 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 listen. So there is no law that says that we only should lock up black people or mostly should lock up black people. But somehow... There's no coincidence. I said the point. There's no coincidence that the Thirteenth Amendment, that's supposed to be for, for descendants of slaves, make it where descendants of slaves is most susceptible to being locked up. It's not. It's not a coincidence that the law makes distinction between crack cocaine and pharma. You know what I'm saying? Crack cocaine and cocaine. That you know what I'm saying? And, and powder cocaine. That's not a coincidence. You feel me? Like that is how the color or the color of the law kind of gets embedded within the law. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's not ironic that the war on drugs, which was backed up by a whole bunch of legislation hit black people. There was no law that says only black people have war. I mean, only black people have drugs. However, George, the war on drugs is only deployed in the hood. It wasn't deployed in the suburbs. Hold on, bro. So, so statistics show who, on, on average, who uses more drugs? Black people, white people. Or white, people? white people. Who gets arrested for drugs more? Black people or white black people? Black people. Black people. Right. So would you say the the law is being applied properly in this instance? I would say no, but the people that make the law say that's the law working how it's supposed to work. We getting it's the people not, off the like streets, they're supposed to have the streets. Not in. being applied properly. If the law was being applied properly, man, fam, we, fam we, the we, law we, ain't we, not objective, bro. The law not objective. When the people that's applying these laws, when they when they enacting these laws, they doing it how the people that made it. Maybe hold on, because we no 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 no. We gotta bring Toya in this. Toya, will we have laws if white people were around? Yeah. 
We would still have laws. Yeah. We would still be telling people don't do shit. Yeah. We would still be putting. We would still be enforcing some type of code for niggas to live. Man, I'm not. Man, I'm not talking about laws in the abstract. I'm talking about the laws and the structure of America that's backed up by the Constitution of the United States. That's the law I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the definition of law when I look up in the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? When I look up at Webster, they say standards. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the law. When you say the letter of the law, I'm not thinking. You talking about you know what I'm saying the Greek a Greek definition a etymology of the word law, bro? That's not what my interpretation when you're saying that. When you saying the law, the law, the law, I'm thinking of you saying the actual laws that we have in the United States of America. <laughs> hey, all right, bro. All right, bro. Well, listen. I think this conversation, this argument, this interaction has been crucial. And important because honestly, no, you're laughing because you're silly. But what I'm getting to is like really this becomes like this enigma that we have to ask ourselves because there are people who are just like, you know, with my one toe into the political systems that exist. I want to believe that, you know, the the letter of the law and how it's applied can hopefully start to shift and change based on the people we give power to. Right. That's kind of the idea of it that, you know. We elect sheriffs, we get competent police officers, we build a culture of higher standard policing in these cities or whatever by hiring mayors and governors and stuff like that. And then they go in and get the right people to apply and interpret the law, right? That's the hope and that's the goal. But George's other side of the conversation is that as much as that's going to be the goal is that that's not an attainable goal, right? That is kind of like what we call in debate cruel optimism, right? This idea that you are cruelly optimist about anybody being able to apply the letter of the law because the letter of the law has been intrinsically and organically designed against black people. <laughs> does, does that fairly represent you all's arguments? Yeah, that basically represents my argument, definitely. Like, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, I mean, the, the, I, I guess... Thank and you I for wanna, being all uh, diplomatic and whatnot. I, I'm not diplomatic. I'm simply a rounder-outer because what we're going to do is start to slide into some more music George is going to tell y'all about. But I think this is reflective of kind of the ongoing questions, concerns, um, the political participation, the apathy, it starts to explain it all. We are in an enigmatic situation, right? We are in an unresolvable question as black people as to what we are supposed to do to ever be on the right side or right in any of these interactions. From the student uh, that was in that classroom uh, to the man, Jamel, rest in peace, who was uh, there protecting the space that he was given the authority and deputized with the power to protect like you just really don't win. And of course, this goes on the long laundry list of things black people just can't seem to do without being subject to trouble. But, you know, at the same time, uh, I, I guess, you know, my whole takeaway is black people be careful because we ain't never hey, Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and what we know, you know, in, in terms of this being the, the, the conscious chopping that's kind of bringing it to the end, getting ready to kind of bring this track in, you know, me, me, me kind of giving the closing statements. Uh, check out, I want y'all to check out the Street Academic, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to give y'all a little academia, you know what I'm saying? This comes from uh, Tibbs and Woods. They are uh, a, 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 a law, a professors of the law at uh, Drexel University, you know. They say the uh, the law is structured by anti-blackness, continu- continuously guaranteeing black suffering. Uh, dating back to slave codes of the South and progressive and, and, and progressing through the Fugitive Slave Acts of 1793 to 1850, several landmarks and legal decisions 
The law has continuously guaranteed black suffering in terms of black people's status, status as negated subjects. What we come to in terms of being conscious, you know what I'm saying, being aware, you feel me, you know, uh, 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 being able to be, you know, mindful and being critical about how black people are positioned, you know what I'm saying, not only within the law, but, but also just within the world. I, you know what I mean? I want y'all to think about, you know what I'm saying, what what it means to identify something as anti-black and what it means, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to be positioned by anti-black. You know, with that being said, though, this next track, you know what I'm saying, coming from my boy Southwest Dez, you know what I'm saying, he resides now here in Oklahoma City, you know what I'm saying, by way of Houston, Texas. Shout out to everybody on the Southwest down in the H, you feel me? It's uh, Southwest, he spelled it kind of, you know what I'm saying, funky. That's S-O-U-F-W-E-S-S. D-E-S, all is one word. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say it again. That's S-O-U-F-W-E-S-S-D-E-S. Southwest Des, you know what I'm saying? He can, you can find him on all the platforms. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him on iTunes. You can find him on Tidal. You can find him on Spotify. Check him out. You know what I'm saying? This next track called Pull Up. Y'all know how we doing it. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag Chopped Up. Not slopped up. Let us know, Southwest Des. Leave it or keep it. I lost respect for you niggas, the hell by the did it. Now you niggas wanna end it. Southwest coming with it. Hey shit, I ain't with it. I lost a few friends. I lost a few hoes. God got me though, this the life I chose, working hard for success. No sleep, no rest. Apply the pressure on the best. Apply the pressure, I'm a mess. No sleep, no rest. Southwest get the check. Yeah, I, I, I make them tap in. I get the pack and they tap in. I do a show, get the back in. That shit, the whole make a back bend. I get the drink and I pour up. Drop a whole bowl in the soda. California, what I roll up. I'm so hard like a boulder. But listen, y'all can Coca Cola. Take your hoe and hoe stroller. Houston, Texas is my culture. Ben's legs in a rover. My daddy used to whip the Yola. Don't tell him that I told you. My auntie used to be a smoker. Cousin used to be a shooter. That's how he got the name Trigger. I learned a lot from that nigga. I learned you gotta watch niggas when you get bigger. I know the block can get bigger. I know my circuit got smaller and I got wider. I know you gotta watch bitches. Cause they be plotting listen, thinking that they slick. I know you gotta watch bitches. Cause they be plotting listen. I lost a few friends. I lost a few hoes. God got me though, this the life I chose. Working hard for success. No sleep, no rest. Apply the pressure on the best. Apply the pressure, I'm a mess. No sleep, no rest. Southwest get the check. Yeah. I make a tap in. Come on and tap in. I make a tap in. Come on and tap in. I make a tap in. Come on and tap in. I made a back beat. I made a back beat. I got the pack in. And I sell it for the cheap. Bring me whole two G's. Southwest streets. No, that is me. Bitch, I got the piece. Yeah. 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 Woo. Yeah. Tap in, nigga. I make a tap in. I make a comeback. I got the good dope. I got that comeback. I stretch it, flip it, make it hard. Yeah, pull a bitch and pull a card. Yeah, disrespect me. I put your whole six feet deep. Yeah, got the pistol on me. Trade pound 30 clip. Step curry from the hip. Shooting jumpers. Whip, whip. Yeah.
gonna go ahead and jump right into it with the entertainment shop. And you know, we've been dealing with a lot of heavy issues both on the show and in real life, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, you know, we, I hinted at the fires last week still burning in California. I think they're finally coming to some type of containment, but you got this political news cycle, you got all this stuff going on. So we ain't gonna talk about none of that. Basically, I am wrapping up this year. Want to hear from y'all. I got a couple suggestions myself. But what is the best of 2018? Like, what has been y'all's escapes? I'm talking music. I'm talking movies. I'm talking about bingeable. Uh, you know, bingeable meaning, you know, I made that word up. But it shows that you can just sit there in one spot and watch. You know, all you get up to do is go pee real quick and you coming right back. Uh, you get your, your, your food delivered. You don't want to hear from nobody. Don't call me. Don't text me. I'm rocking. What shows are y'all watching? Like, what has been the best this year for you all in terms of that? Hey, let's... before I answer your question, can I tell you something funny real fast? Yeah. When you texted me earlier, it was like, this is what we're going to talk about on the podcast. You said that word. You know what I, you know what I read it as? Ooh. Bingable. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell Toya talking about? Yeah. Like, bingable. I don't know what the hell that is. So nah, I got nothing like, to like, We use Google I don't know about no bing. Just the bing bingeable, you know, you know, uh, what you what you can't get enough of. Let's go ahead and start yeah, since we talk about what bingeable, bingeable content. Bingeable, you know, uh, uh, let's let's talk about your bingeable uh, series, George. What you and if honorable mentions are cool, you know, but what's the number one? Yeah, honorable mentions include my my number one right right now is uh, I, I would probably have to say a, a tie between Blackish and This Is Us. I guess to speak to where I met in life, man. I used to I feel like I felt like I was a real hood nigga, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But now I've been, you know what I'm saying, like 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 Kodak Black said, I'm a suburban nigga now. Sure. So it's just like th these are the shows that's been catching, you know what I'm saying? Blackish and This Is Us. They got some incredible storylines, some good acting, you know what I'm saying? And you know, they, they keep me on the edge, you feel me? As a matter of fact, I like to watch the latest episode of This Is Us Now. Right. <laughs> and then and, and then honorable mention what I just started watching. And that's on Netflix that you really can just binge and just power through if you wanted to. Is this show, uh, this uh, uh, Black Mirror. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. like a real sci-fi. I didn't uh, heard a lot about Black Mirror. A lot of people trying to sell it to me. I don't know. I think just on the name alone, I'm just like, meh, you know, whatever. So that's how I was too, you feel me? But, you know, I got tired of playing my 2K, tired of playing my Madden. So I was like, shit, I'm about to check out some Netflix. And but like, man, let me see what all the hype is about. And that first episode got me, you know what I'm saying? I really feel like it teaches about like, I feel like it shows us about our society and different things that we, you know what I'm saying, kind of stuck on, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So, like, the latest episode I just watched was about this dating app, where it's like, you know what I'm saying, the dating app supposed to match you with, like, your, your person you're supposed to be with forever, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, the, the, two two people just started questioning the, the, the algorithm of the, the of the app, basically, and just like, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's crazy, it always get like, some real deep and severe before you know it, it's like, damn, it escalated quickly. Might have, yeah. to, might have to catch that then. I'm going to see if you know what you're talking about. Let it ride. Since I ain't got nothing else going on. I got a couple of shows I just kind of let roll whenever I'm sitting chilling. But I might have to bump yeah, that one Yeah, what you rolling on? I remember this past summer you had put me on uh, Star. And, yeah. Uh, man, the Green Leaf. You feel me? Yeah. And uh, yeah. what you else you had me on? You had me on Power for a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? What you, what you got? Well, I mean, my honorable mentions. I got two honorable mentions before I even get to my number one. My honorable mentions are um, Ozarks. On Netflix, that show is crazy. Um, it's about, you know, a money laundering family who they don't even start off like that. They start off, I think, as just financial advisors, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
But without giving up too much, they end up at the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, which is why I was captivated by it, because, you know, I'm from the, 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 the Show Me State. Show Me 7, I show you 8. And, uh, yeah, you said what? You said what about Kansas? You from Kansas, and then stop all the playing. <laughs> Leave him alone, okay? But no, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, which uh, they dropped this interesting fact that captivated me when I heard it. They said they got more coastline at the Lake, Lake of the Ozarks than either of the coasts. Uh, in the United States, East Coast or West Coast, which is crazy because that means they just have so much water by the shore. So that gives them a way to do their business to handle whatever. It's a great storyline. I think it's Hold on, say that fact again. They have more coastline in the Lake of the Ozarks. Like, that lake is so big, and it's more like just water that is surrounded by land than the coastlines that are on either the East Coast or the West Coast. So you said like the whole entire East Coast, like from, you know what I'm saying, Maine, all the way to Florida? Yeah. It's more coastline. I, I could be wrong, no, but, but it makes sense because it's a uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of curves. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't, a, I don't know about I don't know about yeah. those arcs. So yeah, I'm saying yeah, I don't know about it. So it's a whole. I, I mean, I, my I, my I family see. actually had a little house out in the Ozarks. Boy, really, my my brother and my sister's family or whatever was treating me like you know I was they can too. And so we used to slide out there. They little they like house. It was crazy. Like it just be on boats, be out there fishing. <laughs> Chilling. I mean, it was a blessing to see, but that that captivated me and brought me in. But the storyline itself is like crazy. Other honorable mention uh, shows in this sixth season is actually an Australian drama, so they got a little bit of action going on. But once you get past that, yeah, bro, Wentworth. Wentworth, like if, you tell me about Wentworth. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to just sit there and go ahead and let them episodes ride. It takes you on a hell of a journey. It's like a much, I won't even, you know, it's not nothing really light. It's a weird combination, I'll say this, of like Oz and Orange is the New Black. Like it's an all-women's prison. You got these relationships. You got different personalities coming together, different people coming together doing stuff. But it's less comical. It's less lighthearted. It's less a lot of those things. And more like it's some shit going down in the prison walls. You know what I'm saying? So it really is just a dope show. Now, okay. my number one show that has been knocking my socks off all year, the episodes I've been catching Y'all already indicated it, already headed toward it. I'm watching the third season on uh, Amazon Prime as the episodes come out week by week. And that is Greenleaf. Greenleaf is lit as hell. <laughs> like, the drama is crazy. Uh, Latoya Leckett's character is dope. Uh, a lot of other characters I like on there is dope. Uh, it's super dramatic, super kind of crazy. And I, I, I really love it. You know, I think it does a good job of making, not making too much of a caricature of the church and what it is, but also still kind of being recognizable in terms of what the church looks like. But I also think it doesn't go out of its way to, like, play into a lot of the stereotypes and stigmas or at least tries to handle them with some nuance. It's a lot of good storylines. Uh, you know, the other two shows, full of white people, it's great to see some niggas acting. And really getting down for the get down. Shout out right, to right. the Oprah Network. Shout out to OWN for really kind of being the, the network to hold down this entire process. And I banged with Greenleaf. The first two seasons are on Netflix. And then the third one, which is out now. I tried to get into it, man. You had to get into it. But I was, when I was around you, when I left around you, I just couldn't get into it. Hey. And, you know, it be like that. But I'm saying, if you ever get a chance to check out my honorable mentions, just know I got the plug on the shows you yeah. need to be watching. And then it's three Before you go. Actually, my my real number one from this past uh, as, this, this, this year though is the originals. Really, it's just ended. That's why that's it. Just ended. So the that's original. the reason why I didn't think of it. It was but like really the originals was yeah. the number one show. I was binge watching all around, getting in deep into making me look up history about vampires and werewolves and 
New Orleans and yeah, like oh, the rich. Check it out. Right, right, right. So my honorable mentions. You first off, you know what I'm saying I don't really watch drama. TV yeah, shows. you don't. You're not fun. Like I'm really, I'm. It's really not my. Like I don't. But but not even to be like I, I ain't, I'm too cool for it. To be for real, I just those type of those moments make me cringe, and I just I can't watch it. You feel me? Like I like when I was a kid, I was the type of nigga to close my eyes, like be embarrassed like, for the character. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm. I don't know if, I, if, if I'm like too empathetic. You feel me? I just can't endure the drama. Like I would just, I don't know. But I mean, no disrespect to y'all. I mean, probably I like to disrespect George a little. Nah, bit. nah, nah, nah. Now, nah, <laughs> nah, the reason why I thought of it too, I said that was because when the This Is Us when they first started, I really felt how you felt. It was like, man, my wife put that shit on, and it was like, man, I ain't trying to see what you. And then one episode must have like, man, let me see what's going on right here. But yeah. you know, they must start. Yeah, I can respect about, the writing. Like, I can respect the writing. Class and gender. I was like, man, this what they talking about. Let me see what's going on. But um, but I would much rather play a video game. So before I before I list my bingeable shows, my honorable mentions, you know what I'm saying, I gotta put in here. Uh first you got uh, uh Marvel Spider Man for the PS4. Shout out to Stan Lee, you know what I'm saying? Great game. Great game. You feel me? Great game. Probably gonna be game of the year. You know what I mean? Hold on, what game are you saying? Uh Marvel Spider Man for the PS4. Game of the year. Game, it's gonna be game of the year, bro. It's a it's a <laughs> phenomenal. Come again. Come L- again. Listen, the story is amazing. The gameplay is amazing. Like it's not clunky. You know what I'm saying? The controls and it it is this took. The game you was talking about like something needs a Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I mean, probably like it's like Spider Man meets Grand Theft Auto. You feel me? Like that's. That's really what it is. So you said the big old map and all of this game. That's what I mean, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a huge map. Maybe that's what I was talking about, but the uh, but Spider Man though is it's a huge map, great story. You feel me? Uh, you know all of that. Uh, but I'm just gonna get you out of one game because I just thought that game was was so dope. It's 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 amazing. Uh, but <laughs> my bingeable series, I'm gonna hit y'all with another curveball. It's anime. It's anime. <laughs> my first bingeable. This guy here. My my first. Yeah, whatever, nigga. Uh, my first my first uh anime would be. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is now on its third season. The reason why I would suggest this as a bingeable series. Now it's not an easy series to watch. Definitely, uh, kind of look on the on the more gruesome, darker side of anime. Uh, but uh, they finally in the season where a lot of the stuff that you trying to figure out, like what the fuck is going on in the first two seasons, is finally about to start explaining a lot of that shit in the third season. So. Uh, if you're able to just watch it all the way through, you're going to be able to spare a lot of the... I want to believe Dominique when he says stuff is good, but we don't have a good track record. He tried to make me get into the office and no dice. He made me try to get into Naruto. No, man. Uh, Dominique no is like dry white human. <laughs> <laughs> like some weird... Uh, Which, I mean, as somebody who... I take pride in being cultured and well-rounded, so I, I, you know, I feel good about finding humor in a lot of different things. I just literally yeah, do too. not think the damn office is funny. Like, yeah. don't like, I don't like the type of humor we into. Like, or the type of humor we into. Like, nah, I'm not. Into it. I'm I'm not. I mean, but because because look, the other the the second show that I that's it's anime still, Dragon Ball's Dragon Ball Super. You feel me? The the new reiteration of Dragon Ball Z. 
They now, uh, they coming out with a new art. They just came to a halt uh, because they coming out with a new Dragon Ball movie. Oh, yeah. You feel me? Ooh. Which is going to be, uh, oh, it's going to be dope. So, uh, right now would be the best time to catch up to where the series, because they, uh, the last major arc, tournament arc, ended. So, I'm going to try to watch Attack on Titan in real life. No, 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 no. I, I, that's not it. But I want to see the, you said it's crazy. It's I want to see it. I want to see the gruesomeness. Like, the nigga I, mama got bitten in half in the beginning. I think I'm going to be bored if I don't watch okay, something cool. like that. Like, so hey, much, so, so much, you, you, you uh, got on the anime train? Like, you've been able to watch I'm not, no, no, I've never. Nah, she can't do it. I think she fell asleep. She fell asleep within like the first can, 10 minutes. Man, so. Man, I, feel like, I, like, I feel like I, like I criticized for a long time. Some of the, I think I feel like when I was debating in undergrad or as a graduate assistant, I feel like Kane and somebody else had convinced me to like watch it. And it was just like, they sold it to me good, like gave me a storyline. Yeah. I watched it, I was just not impressed. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to really try to put myself in a place to, to be Listen. there to receive. Uh, because so I want to my question What is the thing with like this Asian? Because like, what is it? Is it Asian? Is it Asian cartoon? Is it Chinese cartoon? Like, is it specific? I mean, to be fair, I, I think it's like, Japanese. I think I think I think they be uh, they be Japanese, but. I mean, for me, it just be the story, so I don't even really be worried about like where it came from. I just be like, yo, it's dope. But uh, let's get let's move on to albums, though. All right. <laughs> Album of the year. I go first. I go first. So I got a I got I got an honorable mention, and then I'm I got my my of of course my pick, and of course my pick for album of the year would 100% definitely have to be K.O.D. by J. Cole. Uh, for the obvious reasons, um, great message, uh, dynamic uh dynamic uh uh production, uh lyrics. Top notch as usual. Um, so of course, KOD album, uh, my favorite album of the year. But I have to say, uh, Astro World, Travis Scott. Hmm. That I did not expect. I did not expect. Me neither. Out of everybody y'all know to be like Astro World, like explain. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It, and I'm not the and it's and it's and the reason why I mention is because I'm not the biggest Travis Scott fan, and uh, but the songs I couldn't help but like like the more I hear them like you can't I couldn't help but like vibe the to overall them. project. But yeah, the, the the overall project like from song to song. Um, when, whenever, whenever. That's what I'm saying. Like what? And yeah, because I heard, I heard, I heard like, like the Travis Scott experience. Sound, you don't catch my ear. It's just I don't like the auto tune. I know, heard it's like, like it's a situation where if you like if you heard one Travis Scott song, you, you heard, heard them all, all right? and that's every song. Oh, really but 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 this for but Astro World I say is the best of him though. Like I think I mean because he, he he got a lot of niggas. Like I think the shit that he got with Drake, like him and Drake, like him and Drake working together is like they shit is just dope. You feel me? Okay. Uh, She's in love with who I am. Yeah, that's, that's but, but, but I would say, but I would say on, on Astro World, on Astro World, Travis Scott is more like a, he more like a ratchet Kanye. You feel me? Like, even like, because yeah. to be for real, I say on a lot of them songs, he stole Kanye flow, which is okay, because like Kanye ain't doing shit with it no way. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so you know, all right, so KOD and, and Astro World is probably is probably up there for me. Mm. 
Um, I will say I listen to a lot of albums, try to give them a chance. Um, and they range from yeah to whatever. That's including Scorpion, which I did not feel was too long, too much, whatever. Um, as well as I was I let think, down my Scorpion low key. You said what? what? I was let down my Scorpion low key. I agree. It was a lot of hype, a lot yes. of steam behind yes. Drake's release, behind that beef, behind trying to respond to uh, Daytona. Uh, or whatever from he from, lost he lost that beef. I'm sorry to let y'all know that too. I mean, not, not only Toya and Dama, but everybody listening, they straight lost. And there we have the verdict. You know what I'm saying? But like, I was just underwhelmed by that. That being said, amongst all the other products that came, projects that came out, Carnival was definitely I appreciated it. Like, is it old Wayne? Is it the same Wayne? No. But I'm happy the project came out. I'm happy he sounds like himself. He's bearing some truths. He's kind of doing his own thing in the album and so like i appreciate it i think again albums are getting longer which i appreciate because for a while they were trending shorter like niggas yeah, putting out like 11 track yeah. projects like i'll be good and so like i won't necessarily say you know i underappreciate the the richness of songs but i also think getting away from a narrative and a body of work and just kind of putting out a bunch of filler tracks and shit is the move too and so it's it's a weird relationship. Like as much as this is no disrespect to young Weezy Wee, uh, the young Bob Weez, Weezy F Baby, but we did not need to hear your mama Weezy crying Weezy. for two minutes, man. You know what I'm saying? Like however long that song was, it was so long. It was like to start the album off, I was just like, this is crazy. And so I mean, like, but it was still good. The content was good. It had a whole bunch of different songs and flows. I'm really a fan of the song he got with Swiss Beats. Uh, what what's it? Uh, five, four, three, two. I let one go. Like that might like it's just his flow on it. That's a uh, special delivery. Song. Yeah, you know, like it's just it's 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 something you wouldn't special expect him to. Um, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't expect him to rap on or whatever. But I think he went in there and cut that thing up. Uh, not to mention, I mean, just a couple of different songs on that album. My top choice is actually an album. I don't even know if y'all listen to. I don't know if y'all bang with the internet, but. Uh, the album that they came out with, I think, over this summer, which is... Oh, they're called The Internet. Yeah, they're, oh, called, okay. <laughs> they're called The Internet. Yeah, and the name no, of the yeah. album was Hive Mind. Um, and Hive Mind is just, it's wavy as hell. Um, I think it's beautiful. They got, you know what I'm saying, a whole bunch of people who used to run with, you know, your, your people, Tyler, the creator, with uh, your Frank Oceans or whatever, but we're always our own kind of individual unit. So, uh, I think... Outside of those individuals' fame, they've been able to kind of keep this real undergroundy kind of, you know, connection flow vibe to their business or whatever. But high mind is just it's wavy as hell. That's the best way to describe it. They got a song on there uh, that's called Better with Time. And, you know, I've never been the type of person to, you know, overwhelmingly like, you know, connect with a song like that song really speaks my experience or gave me hope or encouraged me or whatever. But yeah, I it was. Like that often. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not that person. Like I'm just like these are people doing human shit and making music and they can sing or do whatever they're getting paid for. Like I just I'm really kinda pessimistic about like the hope in people's artistry. Um don't at me, it's just where I am with it. But um <laughs> this particular song was what I needed to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like the just the message, the vibe of it, like it was it was it was a push. And like it had me thinking when I was driving my car, like, why come niggas don't just put out positive music? Like and just sing the hill like I feel good. I feel like remember that Charlie boy? I look fly, I look good. Like on my mama, on my hood. Like my, that. I mean, and, and we are seeing, you know, little Duval and dude, but like I want more of that. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that is dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like get it. The, my dude missed the hot spot. I don't know if y'all follow. It's still it's still it's still a hot though. It's still a hot I mean, 
I don't know if y'all follow my man's uh, at Mr. Hotspot on Instagram, but he the nigga that's always like, uh, smile. Go on, smile at him. Oh, you like it? Whatever. Well, if y'all don't know who I'm talking about, go check that nigga out. He, he got songs that be coming out that's just about being happy. You like, will you be my friend? Like, like, and it ain't even corny. Like, it be lyrics. Like, it's not like no wax shit. It's just somebody having fun. Clearly, there's joy in this man's life. You know what I'm saying? He good with it. And he know or has the ability to make some beats, do some little dances with it. And it's just, it makes you feel good watching it. Like, I, I love that vibe and that feel. I mean, and I saw, I'm just like, just kind of a wavy ass nigga. Like, you can keep a lot of the the, the ruckus that yeah. currently exists in a lot of, you know what I'm saying, contemporary hip-hop or whatever. I just like the vibe. And so, that's that's right on my alley. So, my choice, straight up, the internet hive mine, was my album of the year. Just because, I mean, so many tracks, so many different explanations. But, um, just good music. Just good music. What you got, Lee? Man, uh, I guess my, my, my honorable mention is uh, somebody that I, I just got on to this year. So, I was kind of listening to, like, all his projects. But he kind of had a, a nice little mixtape he put out. It didn't have me put out this, this year. Uh, Mozzie from uh, Sacramento. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I like that, 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 that. Real hood shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, that's the type of shit I be into. You feel me? I, I like listening to these, these days in my life. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and then, uh, really, that I'm, I'm listening to the most this year, man. Even though uh, Kevin Gates, you know what I'm saying? That's my boy. You feel me? He, he, he came out with a new album now, too. I guess that's what I'm saying. Also, one of my uh, honorable mentions, too, that uh, Luca Brasi 3. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. I'm still I'm still getting through it. You know what I'm saying? But I like it. You know I mean? But the, the, the best album that I like out the whole year, you know what I'm saying, is my man, this R&B album. It's Jacquez. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 4375. Yeah. 4275 is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I've been, yeah. I've been on that album. Like, like, you been catching hell for it, though, Lee. You been catching hell for it, though. I be catching hell for it. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Feel like a Jacquees can't sing. He sound like a broken washer, dishwasher machine. You know what I'm saying? He sing through his nose. or You know what I'm saying? That's all fine and dandy. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't consider myself, you feel me, a person that's a music expert that's being able to hear all that. I just know that when I hear his music, particularly this album, I like it. Yeah, yeah I, I listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I clean up to it. I go to work to it. <laughs> you be, yeah. It, I, I spent the summer with you, man. When, when I'm mad at my wife, I listen to it. Shit, when I'm with the kids, I want to just slip to the park. I listen to it on all occasions. Yeah, I, I, I found you. You know, we was together for three weeks to four weeks this summer or whatever. Yeah. And you catch you singing some bars of it, and you just gotta. You used to sell me Jaquez or Jaquez or Jack, whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, I like I like when I call him. I feel like when I was saying his name, I said his name three different times. Jaquez, Jaquez, I think is his name. <laughs> I feel like it's Jaquez, but I should say Jaquez, Jaquez. Oh no! Hey, you got it, bro. That's yeah, the man. That's the album. I don't listen to niggas. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, but um, all right, movie, 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 movie. Let's real quick. Let's round it out. Uh, what's our movie of the year? Uh, easy. This, what? This is the easy. What was the best movie to come out this year? What movie made the most money of Elf. any movie ever? <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Elf. Avengers. Hold uh, uh, on. It's, it's ever, right? Hold on. What? Hold on. What did you say? Avengers. Ah, oh, man. You can hype me up. You said Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Avengers make the most money ever. And, yeah, Avengers. And, 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 I think Avengers Infinity War made way more money than Black Panther. That's what made it so big. Cause it's like, bro, think about it. If Black Panther made that much money, you know what I'm saying? Avengers Infinity War 
was literally the culmination of 10 years worth of movies. Okay? Ten, remember, remember, I remember, I don't remember, I don't remember reading about the, the, the box office of that. Of course you didn't. Fact, I people because it, because it didn't have nothing to do with black people, nigga. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I almost told, I almost told you F you, man. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I already let a couple F bombs fly. So I'm gonna let, nah. I'm gonna let you think on that one, man. Yeah, we'll bro. Out, you know what I'm saying? I, I got this in my pocket for you, Damo. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, bro. It, it was uh it was the biggest. The, the, the biggest superhero. Like, really one of the biggest movies ever. And I mean, because you gotta think about it, bro. Like uh, Black Panther was dope. Um, don't get me yeah, wrong. Black Panther was dope, but 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 I know from debating with you about uh Killmonger that the uh, comic book following is a lot bigger than I realized ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I it's a lot. It's a lot bigger than what niggas realize in general. Bonanza, uh, people being technical about their uh, comic book. You know what I'm saying? Plots and character monikers. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know it was as many as y'all as it were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what. Uh, so that was my movie. and my upcoming um, for my upcoming film that I'm looking forward the most to is of course Avengers Four. <laughs> it's supposed to like the, the the suspected name is that it's going to be called Avengers Annihilation. You feel me? So if you ain't heard it yet, you heard it here first. You feel me? The new mo- the new Avengers, Avengers 4 is going to be called Avengers Annihilation. Be ready for it. We're dropping exclusives here. We got the name of the film that's going to be... I don't know. I feel like I've seen an Avengers movie, but I don't know. Like, don't talk like that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really feel bad because I knew you were going to take some type of issue with it, but it's cool. I'll make sure to check at least one of them out. Um, I don't know if it'll be the new one. Yeah, I've never seen one either. I read in the comic books like that. Yeah, you know me neither. I mean, like that was the thing that made like it's surprising. I was just surprised as you hearing the Black Panther business because I thought that they had just killed the game. Of course. You and did. so I mean, but listen, don't scoff at me and don't side at me. I don't like how you just made me feel. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I don't. I didn't appreciate it. But what I will say, my movie of the year. Um, let's see. I saw a couple different things, but I think the one, all right, and this is aside from criticism, okay? I've like I prefaced this conversation. This is about escapes. This is about cinematic cinema cinematic excellence. Uh regardless of all the criticisms or whatever. I know this wasn't a complete true story. I know they messed up the story and kind of tinkered with it and shit. I know that all everybody's bad in real life and that none of them are as they appear. All that aside. I like the Black Klansman. I feel like the acting was lit as hell. I laughed. I was shocked. I should have watched it. My, 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 the shock factor was, was there and well. My jaw dropped. I was glued to my seat. It was interesting. Like, it was crazy as shit. I understand it might not have happened this way, but the idea of a black man finding his way into the KKK is just like crazy as shit and they really bought that yeah. life. And, and here's the thing about Spike Lee because, you know, he's Spike Lee and so he has a very um, particular and recognizable kind of approach to making feels. That's very much him from camera angles to the dialogue to how things are set up and portrayed and all of that. And I really, really, really hated Chirac. And like, I was like, I don't like Spike Lee movies and maybe I'm just not hip enough for this shit, but I'm just not really into it at all. But what I saw in this film is so many great camera angles and interesting approaches to talking about and unpacking dialogue and shit like that. And a lot of blatantness and a lot of shit that only, I would say, niggas and Quentin Tarantino would ever dare to try to pull off. Like, I can see Quentin Tarantino 
you know, trying to be risque and, you know, his, you know, bloodlust and his desire to say, hear niggas say nigga as much as possible and white people to say nigger as much as possible. Understand that. But him aside. Nigga, uh, please. Is that right. a nigga on a horse? <laughs> you know, podcast right now? Yeah, fool. Them niggas ain't nigga. I did. I did with <laughs> the hard R. With the hard R because history in real life matters. That being said, uh, I think he was the, the right person to kind of handle that subject content. And it was it was just cool. I liked the movie. It was good. I went and got it. I went and saw it with my best friend Ryan, who hated the movie. But that's just because he don't play that. Uh, for even for entertainment purposes, he ain't trying to hear no white people talk call niggas every terrible name in the book. He's just that's not his his cup of tea. Oh yeah, that's not the way he's entertained. So like Ryan, it was a very it was a very quiet ride home. But uh, <laughs> I wrote home appreciating the eight fifty that I spent that night. It was a very quiet ride home. It was, boy, peaceful. It was so peaceful. Not a word was said. What about you, Lee? Uh, Upcoming ones, um, Creed 2. I feel like like I'm looking forward to Creed 2. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Looking forward to seeing what Sylvester Stallone 